The Tilted Land Shark on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is here, folks. It is week 14. For some folks, it is do or die. We got some interesting playoff scenarios. Got a lot to talk about this week. But before I get too far into it, my name is Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. I'm one of your hosts. And I got with me Zach, critical mass of Elo, I guess. CMA, up, baby. Yo, what's up, Tracy? Doing all right? Doing just fine. Uh, I, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm in a high pressure situation, but I feel like there's some AUDL teams who might be in a little bit higher pressure situation than I'm used to. You know, just like, a little. They're just a handful. You know, most me mostly it's just like, will I make it to the bathroom on time? I have those sort of like <laughs> four year old high pressure situations. But uh, Zach, uh, why don't you introduce our guest? Because we've got one other person joining us today. Yeah, we've got a, an alley cat himself, journeyman Fletcher Hare, who uh, Fletch started your career with Atlanta. Now you're up in Indianapolis. How are you doing, bud? Pretty good, man. Appreciate y'all having me on today. Mm-hmm. Not appreciate you having. Yeah, oh, yeah, appreciate you being here. We we love it anytime we can get players on, and in this case, I mean, it's it's uh it's extra special because we've got a a player who's. I mean, he's got a, a big game ahead of him this weekend. Uh, Indy heads down to take on the hustle out of the South Division, and uh, it, when it comes to the playoffs, it's it's a big time game. Uh, Indy needs to needs to get the win. Uh, they got to hope things you know go right with the uh, Radicals uh, playing against Chicago this weekend. Uh, yeah, so thank you for taking time out of your your I assume busy week to uh, to talk to us. For sure. Yeah, uh, this game down to Atlanta is kind of a special one. Not only are you guys playing for a playoff spot, but uh, you're kind of familiar with a lot of these Atlanta guys down there. Played a couple years with Atlanta, did a couple of uh, practice squad years, got to play a game under their belt. So you're going down to Atlanta. How much does this game mean to you to play against them? Um, I'd say from a personal standpoint, it means a lot, um, having, you know, known a lot of the people on the squad and played with them for a few years. Um, I've been following them all season and cheering them on. There's like no bad blood whatsoever. They're a bunch of my homies. Um, it's basically a home game for me since I've been playing in India all season. Um, so I've got my family coming. Um, I've got a bunch of friends coming from the Birmingham ultimate community. They're coming to support the hustle and they get to see me as well. So that's a added bonus. Um, 
And then it's nice also to get to see uh, a lot of the Atlanta squad that I haven't been playing with. You know, Atlanta has a few Birmingham guys. Um, and so it's nice to see those guys as well. I first of all, like to commend you on not giving up any sort of like bulletin board material uh, right, <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, but I do, I, I do realize that you have a, you know, a lot of friends who played there and you got a history with them. I, I got to ask, so what's the, what's the energy with the team like right now? Uh, are you guys, you know, is, is everyone laser focused? Uh, is it just high excitement? So I can't speak for the rest of the team. Um, just being in Birmingham, I'm kind of a little bit secluded from them. Um, but knowing them and having played the whole season with them, I know they're laser focused and ready to play no matter what happens Friday with the Radicals and the Union. Um, we're going to play our game. Uh, like our coach likes to say, we're going to play some Alley Cat Ultimate no matter what happens. Um, so I know they're excited and also ready to uh, get to take a shot at someone from another division. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want you to give up too much of the game plan that you guys are going over, but what is it going to take to beat Atlanta on the road? You know, they're you're familiar with their grit defense, their like stone-cold zone defense. What do you guys have to do to beat them on the road? So I'm going to say it's going to be twofold. Um, one for offense, uh, you mentioned the grits. It's definitely going to take some consistency and some patience, um, not making any stupid throws and just working our way methodically through that zone. I mean, that's probably what everyone says before they play Atlanta and then stuff hits the fan. Um, but that's definitely going to take consistency from the offense as well as um, playing for four quarters. You know, we are known to get out to a quick start and then things go haywire and then we can, you know, usually bring it back. But we've got to play for all four quarters. And then from defense, um, it's honestly going to take guys that usually aren't mentioned like on podcasts like this, like me, um, and then some other guys like Mason Zetch, Luke Huffman, Jeff Burris, Drew Geisel, Seth Gudeman, maybe names you haven't heard before. You know, everyone talks about Xavier. Everyone talks about Cam Brock. Everyone talks about Specs. But some of these guys got to step up this weekend, and I know they will, uh, and make some plays on defense. We we are a fan of the little guy here on the on the Tilted Landshark podcast. Um, it's mainly because the big guys won't talk to us, but – also, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're underdogs. Me and Zach are underdogs. Uh, me yeah. more than Zach. Uh, just, I mean, as you can tell by my facial hair and physical sometimes you can hear the bark in the background. Yeah, yeah, it's not a puppy meal. Pop, puppy meal is just a seven-month-old beagle uh, who who needs love. Uh, exactly. All right, talking about the the indie season so far. I mean, you a lot is made about about playing in the dome and everything. But if you look at your records, I mean you're pretty well balanced between how you've performed on the road and uh, how you've also performed at home. Um, is there anything to playing, you know, playing indoors that's uh, that, that sticks out to you? Do you, can you think of any, what's the biggest difference to you playing indoors versus outdoors? Um, to put it on the record, I prefer outdoors uh, much more compared to indoors. It feels like, I mean, obviously the fields are the same size, but it feels like the indoor field is just smaller. You're playing in smaller spaces. Everything's happening faster. Um, cuts develop way quicker, in my opinion. Uh, and defense is exponentially harder. Um, in terms of outdoors, I feel freer. I feel like I'm able to run uh, mm -hmm. forever, to be honest. I don't get as tired. Um, so that might just be a mindset, but that's kind of that's kind of how I feel. It's why free range chicken tastes better. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like if yeah. you're out there living your best, best chicken life, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you're, you're kind of like a journeyman, Fletch. You are in Birmingham. You played in Atlanta. You play club with a bunch of goons in Tennessee. You're playing yep. with Indianapolis Alley Cats. 
So explain to me the cultural differences you see up in the Midwest playing for Indy as opposed to a team from the South. And this is actually a kind of a common question we ask all of our guests to move around. We're always curious about what kind of cultural differences do you see? Um, I, I, I'd say I don't see too many just because I've been a lot of places. Um, I would say uh, India is kind of like a melting pot of a lot of different programs uh, just because of where it is locationally. So you've got guys from Cincy, guys from Birmingham, guys from Nashville, guys from Indy, obviously, um, Knoxville. Like, we have just so many cities represented. Oh, Louisville, of course. Like, there's a huge mm-hmm. contingent from Louisville. Um, so all of that being said, I feel like it's just, this amalgamation is just ultimate. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but there isn't much cultural difference between what I've seen in the past, to be honest. I was welcomed immediately. That was nice, but nothing really else special. Cool, cool. Uh, big question. Can you define amalgamation? Ladies and gentlemen, simple minds. Of, uh, JK, JK, JK. I got it. I got it. I promise. <laughs> All right. So, oh, man. yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. It, we, we talked about, Zach and I talk about the cultural differences a lot. It turns out west, uh, south and west of the Mississippi, there's way more male nudity, apparently, uh, is what we've okay. learned. Um, but, how did you get into ultimate? Uh, were you like a, you know, casually playing in high school, founded in college kind of guy, or, uh, you know, did you have a different path? I always knew about ultimate, um, because some of my extended family plays in a series about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was more introduced to like actually playing the first time. I think someone mentioned a few weeks ago on this podcast about church youth group. Um, we had a Wednesday thing called throw and grow. And so we'd go out no structure whatsoever. It was like jump ball the entire time. Uh, and then from there, I actually, uh, this was in high school. I had a friend, his dad, very old head in Birmingham could have started Birmingham ultimate for all we know, um, invited me to come play pickup one day. So I went, uh, and at the end of the pickup, I actually threw it behind the back for a score and like the, the ultimate bug bit me. And from yeah. then on, um, you know, I played soccer and cross country in high school, but I always had ultimate on the, you know, kind of playing uh, for fun on the side um, and really got serious, uh, I guess, at the end of high school. And one of the Alabama captains, I met him and he invited me to come try out. So that's how I, how I got started. So let me ask you this. In your experience in high level ultimate, you've never tried to throw behind the back again, have you? No, <laughs> no. Just no. play one hand of the entire tournament, but can't throw it behind the back. Is that, uh, exactly. is that what I'm getting? Yeah. 100%. Um, Still recovering from that. <laughs> yeah. So how, okay, that's how you got started in Ultimate, but let's talk about your start in the AEDL. Um, where did that start? What gave you the urge to travel to Atlanta and start playing professional Ultimate? Was it the chains and the money, you know? Uh, Gold 100%. chains, fur coats. Yeah. Yes. That's what it, what it got me to. um so i i got really so i kind of let ultimate sit on the back burner for the first two years of college um but junior year i really locked in and got serious and i was trash (laughs) i was so bad and senior year i got better and um part of that was getting more confident and so i took that confidence and took it into club after graduating uh and had a bigger role than i'd ever played before And so my confidence kind of went up each season, if that makes sense. And after I played that year with Ironman in Birmingham, I was basically like, I think uh, I would like to try and see how I can match up against, you know, kind of the best of the best in Atlanta. 
And so I worked really hard, got in the best shape that I could, went out to tryouts, didn't expect anything, to be honest. Um, and at the end of the tryouts, I was like, hey, I think I did really well. Um, I think, you know, I don't think there's a shot that I make the team, but, you know, I did what I could. And I think we can improve on that for next year. And I, it was Super Bowl Sunday, actually, got to um, the party that I was going to and pulled up and got a call from Calvin Williams. And my parents were right outside the car. And I was like, give me one second. You know, they could see through the window or whatever. And so slowly throughout the call, I realized what's happening. My smile's getting bigger and bigger. And my parents are just outside like, it's happening. You know, he made the team. So that's kind of my start, I guess, with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That, that shot back some memories uh, going to Atlanta for tryouts on Super Bowl Sunday while it was in Atlanta. I thought I was never going to get out of that city when we had those tryouts, but uh, that's you know, pretty I, cool, man. Yeah, that's I, I really – I'm glad that you shared that moment because I don't think that we've we've had anyone share that moment with us yet. That moment that you realize that you are a professional athlete, mm-hmm. there's so few few people on the planet who have actually gotten to to feel that, and that's such a cool, cool experience. Um yeah. Do you, do you have anybody who's playing currently, maybe a teammate or someone you've played against that you feel like uh, you've maybe kind of taken parts of your game from that you've tried to kind of emulate a little bit? Uh, I, I'd say there's probably – I like to emulate my game after other tall guys, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so the first guy that comes to mind uh, would be Henry Fisher just because he's super tall and really fast. Um, and he's always open deep. So I don't know if I'm as fast as him, but I, I try to model my cutting and my timing, uh, off of him. It's crazy because like, it feels like rarely he's challenged vertically. Mm -hmm. He's just fast enough to always be open deep. And like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and then a definitely in contention, uh, as well, there would be Rafi Hayes. He's just, it seems like he plays. Like, I, I want to be in as good shape of, as him and also, like, as dominant as him. It seems like he plays every single point for Rhino, uh, whether it be offense or defense, and he's never tired. So, um, probably those two is who I've definitely followed the closest and modeled my game after. Sweet. So, let's bring this outside of Ultimate now. Uh, you played soccer, cross country. I'm sure you've watched a lot of sports, maybe outside of Ultimate. Are there any athletes – that maybe like their identity or, you know, have they pursued their sport that you model yourself after too? Um, I didn't really do that growing up. Uh, and, and I guess not really now. I, so, so I watched, like, I'm a huge Alabama fan. And so I grew up watching, you know, pro throw Julio, all those guys. And so um, the tenacity that they play with definitely like model myself after, but don't really follow, like, I, I wouldn't say I bring that to ultimate, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I got. I do have a quick bonus question before we go into uh, the next couple of segments here. Nashville still has a team, right? The year is 2027. Let's say that. Are you uh, making a journey up to Nashville to play with the Nightwatch instead, or are you going to stick with Indy? Um, I mean, cuts the drive a, in half. <laughs> that's a really hard question um, because I love the guys that I play with. Um and I wouldn't trade that for the world right now. But also, uh, it is so much closer. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I do have this question for you, though, because uh, I get to play club with you. I know how much you know Ultimate. You're one of the more knowledgeable 
ultimate athletes about what else is going on outside of our little bubble. So I'm going to ask you this question real quick. You have to make a universe point or a universe line, right? It's 14, 14, gain to 15. You're on the line out of yeah. anyone else in the country um, for the sake of the pod, if we can keep it AEDL. Okay. Out of anyone else in the country, who are you putting? What's the other six on the line that you're going to put on there with yourself? Okay. I have a thought, but can I do like all-time AUDL? Yes. No all-time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to kind of flip the script here a little bit. And Zach, you're going to have to guess what type of line I'm building. Okay. Right, you ready? Yeah. So we're going to start with Austin Taylor. Kelvin okay. Williams. Oh, uh, should I say worse? Does it matter for – let's start on offense. All right, we're, we're receiving the disc. Does that change anything or no? No, this is just my seven. It doesn't matter over D. Seven okay. all time. You ready? Yeah. Okay, Austin Taylor, Kelvin uh-huh. Williams. I already know where you're going with this. Trip. No, you don't. Trip Crowley. Brian Moore. James Poe. Me and Will Drumright. Yeah, I do know. It's all the Bama boys. That's all. There you go. That's all Tuscaloosa <laughs> kids right there. Roll Tide, baby. Oh, man. That's <laughs> not where I thought it was going. But hey, if you bleed Crimson Tide, why change, I guess? There you go. Uh, that's a disgusting act right there, but we'll give it to you, Flesh. That's a good line. <laughs> all right. So, last. Last question before we let Fletch get to get to the rest of his Alicats teammate and get teammates and get uh get uh all prepared for this uh this big game this weekend. We're gonna we've been power ranking some shit. We've been power ranking things at the end of our episodes. Let's go top five cities you visited for uh either AUD AUDL or other just like ultimate tournaments. Um well the first one's easy and I hate to say it, but Madison is such a good ultimate city. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference that I've seen, like having played in a lot of different places, like with the South division, with Atlantic, whatever, or uh, with the central division, um, a lot of the stadiums are not in the city. Like most of them are not. Uh, they're far outside the city. And Madison's is smack dab in the middle, like right on the college campus. It is amazing. So that's got to go number one for me. Um, I'd probably say, um, Chicago was fun for me just cause I had a bunch of friends there. And so it was like another home game for me. Um, so that's two. Um, and then Atlanta, awesome. Indy, awesome. And then I loved Pittsburgh because it was, uh, it was just beautiful. I got to, I got there super early for the game. I got there probably seven or eight hours early. So I had to do some exploring and, and find some good, good eats. Um, Pit from was, brothers get a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. 100% actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's what um, you do. That's just what you do. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pittsburgh was super cool. Doesn't Pitt have the uh, skyline backdrop at their stadium? The um, the city. So I I don't. They may. Um, I know it's super high up. I just don't yeah. recall like the actual skyline. So okay. that's a good question. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll double back on that. Okay. You mentioned you mentioned playing for uh, for Iron Man. That team was actually in my section back when I was playing, and I squared off against Iron Man roughly fifteen ish years ago or so. Um, I don't know. I might have play, played against some of your older uh, older relatives or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, 
yeah uh they yeah whenever boys named sue from little rock was playing we uh we always ended up meeting up against them in sectionals and uh it's i think it's remarkable just uh you know the level of talent that they produce to, to keep playing and going into the AUDL. Cause I, I mean, I've heard from quite a few people who have like this Birmingham, these Birmingham roots that are still able to kind of, kind of continue on. So it's mm-hmm. uh yeah, good, good things happening in Birmingham, I guess is what I'll um, say. Yeah. Got to clarify real quick. So it's iron men, by the way, it's not iron man. Yeah. Oh. I, everyone says like iron man and it hurts mm-hmm. me a little bit. And so I gotta, okay. I gotta put that out there. I gotta set the record straight. <laughs> Yeah, we were boys named Sue. You could you could fuck it up all you want to, though. We weren't really we weren't that proud of a of an organization. Uh, man, uh, Fletcher, just best of luck to you to you and to the Alley Cats this weekend. Yeah, uh, I was looking at the weather; it might might be a little bit wet. It looks like you might be able to dodge a little bit of the Atlanta heat. Uh, so, uh, you know that that might might be uh might play into your into your back pocket a little bit. We'll see, but uh, good luck because uh, really all I can say going into this game. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Hopefully we'll be talking about the uh, Indy Minnesota game next week, right? There you go. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Big thanks to Fletcher. And we got to get a word in from our sponsors here at the Tilted Landshark Podcast. We'll be right back when we come back with those oh-so-juicy, delicious picks for week 14 of the AUDL. We'll be right back. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark Podcast. It is time to make some picks. We finally, we have lines again after we had to take off Spooky Week 13 because, uh, you know, uh, we broke the book. Our bad, everyone else. Sorry, we just absolutely killed it Week 12, but, I mean. Someone got a little slap on the wrist. Lines were yeah. bad. Some some kid put uh, San Diego plus 600 at home against Colorado and uh, lost a lot of money. Yep, you don't send an intern to do a full blown professional's job setting that line. You just exactly. give it away money. So now, just... I won't I was about to say I won't give them full credit. They are twelve games this weekend. They only have ten lines up. They're missing yeah. the we'll say what they're missing Detroit, Chicago, and they're missing a big marquee game we're gonna talk about, which is Indianapolis and Atlanta. Yeah, and if we get those lines uh you know before first pull, of course, uh, we'll try to do our best to tweet out our picks yeah. for, for this one. Uh from yeah. from if you're not following it yet, the tilted at the tilted pod on Twitter is where you can find the show Twitter. Give it a follow. Uh give it, you know, send us send, tweet something at us. Oh, yeah. We love hearing hearing from folks. Yeah. Come come on into our wilders. All right. From the east, we got Ottawa heading to DC, going south of the border. Uh DC minus five and a half. Uh, they are the favorite there. Total set at 44 and a half minus 1800 on the money line. Sounds about right. Um, I think I might get cute here in this game, however. So Zach, what do you got? 
Yeah, I got in trouble last week. So uh, we talked about how we gave our lines that we created to the ringer, ADL. And the one game they were very confused about was my DC-Boston line. I was like, okay, sure, DC may play some close games. What do I do? I I thought DC was going to be a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and they are. Um, I have DC minus five-and-a-half. Ottawa's not playing for much. Jeff uh, for Ottawa is not traveling, it looks like. And uh, DC's got to get tuned up. for. I don't think their DC's taking the weekend off here because I think they know they have to get ready for Philadelphia. So I got DC minus five and a half. Um, as for a total 44 and a half, that number is pretty good. I would lean towards the over. Uh, DC is, let's see, where are they at? DC is eight and three over under. Um, and a lot of their numbers have been hovering around 43, 44 and a half points. So I want to go over on this one. So this is a, this is a game where it makes me wish that I, makes me wish that I had first half and second half money lines, because I'll tell you exactly how I would play it. If it, if it were available to me is it would be uh, DC on the first half money line, Ottawa on the second half money line. I think DC, I think you're right. I don't think they come in lackadaisical, but I think they come in, they get it, they get up early and they let the, the, the starters sit. They let the starters rest. And Ottawa comes back for the backdoor cover. Give me Ottawa plus five and a half here. Okay. And uh, I mean, let's see. What's Ottawa doing? You don't have to touch the total. I don't have to, but I feel like I want to is the deal. Um, <laughs> it's just so shiny. Yeah. I. You know what? I Give me the under here. Give me the under. Chase and is it, going under. Because it has to do with how I think the, the game will flow, uh, you mm-hmm. know, with, with, you know, maybe uh, – DC uh, coming out hard and kind of letting off yeah. the gas late. I also so, think DC after their game against Boston, DC I think had their worst game as far as turnovers. I think they uh, they bounce back. They're not a team that turns it over more than like 15 times a game. Ottawa, I don't think we'll get their chances. So it, to me, this is kind of a bounce back spot for DC, even though they won last weekend. All right. And the Outlaws are on a back-to-back. Uh, those mighty mustaches, they ride one last time whenever they ride into the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, four and a half point favorite. Total set at 43 and a half. Uh, Philly, the bit, you know, big ish uh, favorite. Big, big by AUDL or big ish by AUDL standards uh, favorite. Minus 450 on the money line. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia, to me, seems like very much like a team in a mission and this feels like a neck crack game as my buddy xfl jim would say just kind of you know get right and just drop the hammer on another team and the fact that they are catching ottawa on the back-to-back against dc who knows maybe if that game got close in the second half they really kind of uh put everything into and they don't have much left so uh i i'm leaning in heavily into philly minus four and a half here um we are disagreeing quite a bit at the not really. All right, I want to go ahead and say Philly minus four and a half, but before I get my spiel on Philly, I will say they are notorious for playing close games. Win or loss, they've only – out of the five games they've won, one was a six-goal game. The other games they've won no more than two or three goals. They're going to play close games. Even when they went to Ottawa, they played a close game. Now, I like this spot for Philadelphia because it's right before the playoffs. Ottawa's also on that back-to-back after probably what's going to be 
a tough game against DC. They'll get beat up a little bit. Now they not have to, to go against Philadelphia. Not to mention they crossed the invisible line too. Yeah. The, the, uh, D, yeah, exactly. Canadian teams that travel into America, especially on the second half of the back-to-back, are not doing well so far this year. And that is what's pushed me towards Philadelphia minus four and a half. Um, I'm leaning Philadelphia four and a half. I don't know if I'll actually touch the spread of this game just because Philly does like to play with its food a little bit. If they know they should win, they'll play with their food for a little bit. Okay. Uh, and then go ahead and book me on the on the under here. Uh, and this has less to do with me thinking it's going to be a competitive game and me thinking that it has to do with more with me thinking that Ottawa's not going to have very much to, to offer uh, in this one. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go under the 43 and a half. All right. I've got some bad news. What's that? I just ran out of whiskey. Last regular season pod, and I'm not a not prepared at all. Is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point <laughs> should you run out of whiskey. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Well, hey. We I mean, yeah. We uh, we move. All right. So going to the central, we got Detroit and Chicago. We do not have a line on this. Uh, how big would this spread have to be for you to take Detroit here? I guess is going to be the question instead. Yeah. Double digits. Double digits. Um, I, I went through before the lines came out and obviously did my own lines. I had the Chicago minus eight and a half. Um, I think in this game, Chicago is on the back to back, but they are able to go back home. The winds don't seem that bad. Uh, but everyone's beaten up on Detroit, right? Detroit's average margin of loss here. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, eight to seven goals average. So around that eight and a half number, I like Chicago. If it goes any higher to like nine and a half or ten and a half, then we'll start considering Detroit. But I still think Chicago would beat this team by 14, 15 points if they wanted to, if they have right. that full squad. We've got three games in the Central this week. Uh, One of them is a Grand Marquee game, so we will get back to it. So for our non-Grand Marquee games, this is going to wrap up the Central Division. We've got Detroit on the back-to-back heading to Minnesota. Just, I mean, how about just an ass kick on your your way out the door? you got Chicago followed by Minnesota. Minnesota, the deserving 8.5-point favorite. Total set at 46.5. Minus 4,000 on the money line for Minnesota. Um this is a, a spot where I, I would like to get cute and go ahead and take Detroit, but I, I don't think I can let myself do it. Um, but at the same time, you, you know, Minnesota, I mean, pretty much has their spot locked up. They don't have a whole lot to play for. They're going to have to play a play in game. against a you know, a, a tough team in their division. So I'm not even going to touch the spread here. I'm not even going to touch this eight and a half. Um, I will, however, uh, touch the total 46 and a half and I'm going to go under I'm going under again see I'm the opposite um first of all Detroit's kind of like the UMass football team of the AEDL where they're just out of fate I'm going to go Minnesota eight and a half with confidence um I may do this a couple unit bet um just because Detroit's on the back-to-back after what's probably going to be a big loss against Chicago uh I like the under I, my biggest concern is I think Minnesota could easily score in the 30s here. It's a matter of can Detroit score at all against Minnesota. They're always the wild card. I'm not going to touch the total, but I'm going to take the Minnesota minus eight and a half. All right. Moving on to the West. 
we've got Portland. Poor Portland. What 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 happened to you? Uh, on a back to back, and uh, getting absolutely no love from the book in these back to back matchups. You got first off, uh, they got they head into Salt Lake to take on the Shred. Uh, the Shred minus seven and a half total set at forty six and a half. Uh, Salt Lake minus three thousand on the money line. Um, Portland's been bad. Yeah, really bad. I don't know what else to say for Portland at this point, other than Leandro Marks is a baller. He has dope shades, but they've been bad. <laughs> Zach, do you have anything to follow up with on that hard hitting analysis? Yeah. Well, here we go again with me. I'm guessing you're going to go Salt Lake minus seven and a half. Perhaps. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of potential in blowouts this weekend. I feel like. Like See, I, think, of... I feel like there's a lot more potential for just way closer games than you would expect is, is my. So I will, I will start with this Portland bottom of the league and um, bottom four in turnovers. They turn the disc over about 23 times a game. And the shred is the top in the league at causing turnovers per game. Uh, not necessarily getting blocks, but causing teams to get turnovers. Um. My biggest concern is these past couple of weeks, we have seen Salt Lake kind of struggle a bit. We saw it last week against LA where they weren't converting well off LA turnovers. Um, plus they were turning the disc over quite a bit themselves. I talked about their offense look like it's regressing a little bit. Uh, they're locked into that two seed. I don't think they get it straight for this game. I actually have Portland plus seven and a half. Um I think that number's too big for a Salt Lake team whose offense hasn't been looking great the last couple of weeks. So Portland plus seven and a half. As for the total, I'm actually going to go – I initially said over. I'm going to go under here. Uh, I think the both these teams scored in the low 20s. Uh, Portland may not get above 20, but I don't think Salt Lake's going to be able to score a lot this game. So I'm going to go under here. I'm looking through, and Portland just hasn't played a whole lot of ultimate over the last few weeks. I, I mean, they had, they've had a few weeks off. Like there's been absolutely nothing going on for, for Portland. They like week seven is when they're, they're like heavy part of the, the uh, schedule kind of dropped off. Mm-hmm. And they've just kind of had a, a game here, a game there, been off like a week, been off, you know, for yeah. two weeks. I think maybe you see a, a re-energized Portland team. Mm-hmm. Give me Portland plus seven and a half and give me the over and I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shoot my fucking shot. I'm going to shoot my fucking shot. Oh right no! Here. Don't do it. I'm Don't doing it. Do I'm it. Do- I am doing it. I'm shooting my shot. Shoot or shoot. I'm going Portland plus eleven hundred on the money line. You hear that, folks? We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna put this one to the side and uh, come Saturday night. Is it Saturday? No, it's Friday night. This game's Friday night. Come Friday night, you'll be seeing a you'll probably be seeing a tweet about this. Yes. Yes. They either sound borderline suicidal or they will be very, very happy. Uh, so on the second half of the back to back, Portland heads to Colorado. Uh, again, a seven and a half point dog. Uh, total set at 45 and a half. And Colorado minus 2,500 on the money line. Now, this is where I completely fade Portland. Portland. Yeah. And I will say one of my, I'm going to make this a lock for me. Uh, Colorado uh, minus seven and a half. Um, I'm with you, Colorado minus seven and a half. But here's the narrative I see going on in my head. <clears throat> we talked about Portland maybe coming out with some fire against Salt Lake, keeping the game close. 
I would not touch the Portland Colorado game just yet, and I would wait till the Portland Salt Lake game is over. If you're watching the Portland Salt Lake game and it looks to be close, and Portland's going to cover, say it's a two or three goal game, you may see that Portland Colorado number go down. You may see Colorado go down to six and a half or five and a half points, and you may want to lock that in late Friday night or Saturday morning. But for now, yeah, Colorado minus seven and a half. Obviously, if you're going to get points Saturday morning, take that too. But yeah, de- definitely a letdown spot for Portland to end the season. What is a disappointing end to a season after such a hot start? So moving on, you have Oakland. You have the uh... hey, oh, 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 hey, oh, oh, whoa, oh, what whoa. you do? As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. We're playing ultimate here. We got right. on a back-to-back, taking on Los Angeles and San Diego. Uh, Oakland, a two-and-a-half-point favorite at, at Los Angeles. Total set at 41-and-a-half. Uh, Oakland, a, a slim minus 300 dog uh, on the on the money line. Slim for, by AUDL standards, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. It's an interesting game. I, I really think that Oakland, though, wants to build on the momentum uh, going into – uh, you know, going into the uh, the next season because they've really shown a whole lot of fight at the end of this season. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go Oakland minus two and a half here, and uh, you can also lock me in on the over forty one and a half. On the over for you, I'm quickly taking a look yep. at Oakland's roster and who they're bringing with them. And I am gonna make uh, Oakland the the over in this game one of my locks. Uh, so my locks are uh, the Colorado minus seven and a half. Uh, Oakland, Los Angeles, over 41 and a half. You know what? My dog might as well be Portland plus seven and a half against Salt Lake. Let me uh, note that real quick. So Colorado minus seven and a half is your lock against Portland. And then over the 41 and a half here is your other lock. Yep. Cool. Um, Yeah, I've got Oakland minus two and a half also. Um, LA hasn't been the same since that second half against Colorado. They tied, they were tied with Colorado, I think like 12, 12 or nine, nine at the end of the half. And they got blown out and they've never been the same team since ever since, you know, midway through the season. Uh, first game of the road trip for Oakland. I think this could be just an easy win for them. I'm going to take the minus two and a half. Uh, I don't think LA's offense at all is able to capitalize on turnovers. I don't think their offense is the same since halfway through the season. Meanwhile, Oakland is looking like a playoff team. Unfortunately, they had a slow start, so they can't be a playoff team, but I'm going to take Oakland minus two and a half. Uh, You lock up the over. I'm going to probably tell you. I won't lock it, but I'll definitely tell you on that one. Okay. Now, moving on, we've got one last game in the West. That is going to be Portland on the second half. Of the uh, the or sorry, uh, Oakland on the second half, of the back to back taking on uh, San Diego. San Diego three point favorite, no hook. Total set at forty one and a half. Uh, San Diego the minus three fifty on the money line uh, favorite. Uh, mm. If this wasn't on the back to back, I'd probably actually be on Oakland on the money line here, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it's it's a tempting shot. It's a shot that I would like to take, but the fact that they're going back to back. Even though the travel between Los Angeles and San Diego, not a big deal. Um, still not going to take that shot, but I will go ahead and I'll take, I'm going to take, ah, I might regret this. I'm going to take Oakland plus three. 
Don't regret it, Chase. Go in with all yeah. the confidence. I am That's also right. taking Oakland plus three. Uh, just because this team is too hard not to cheer for. So it would kind of be like a pitiful betting end of regular season if I have a San Diego ticket minus three while I'm trying to cheer on Oakland to finish strong here. Um, but not an emotional pull here, too, because I think Oakland is capable. San Diego won't blow teams out. We saw that last weekend. Uh, I set some pretty tight lines, and they either covered by the hook or didn't cover by the hook. You don't get a hook here, but I think minus three or Oakland plus three is insurance towards Oakland. This could be like a two or three goal game. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Oakland plus three. I'm also going to go on the under. I think whoever won this game, whoever wins this game, isn't scoring more than 20, 21 goals. You can see the total probably around 39, 40 and a half goals. So I'm going to go under on this Oakland plus three. Uh, we'll not sprinkle the money line because somehow San Diego, with their talent on offense, is going to score, you know, that final goal. So. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay away from the total in this game, and I, I'll tell you why. If you look at both of these teams, I believe they're combined nine and nine uh, overs and unders for the, for this season. So uh, I don't like betting yeah. on coin, coin flips, though I will if in a pinch. Um, so yeah, I do it for uh, the Super Bowl every year. That's true. <laughs> that's my one coin coin flip bet. Uh, all right, last non marquee game of the AUDL regular season. It's been a hell of a ride for us. I think we have two here. more games. Uh did, no uh, oh that's right that's right no 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 uh because the others uh non marquee or sorry a marquee game um so we've only got one non marquee game left we got Tampa Austin Tampa Dallas we got uh Indy Atlanta oh Tampa down Dal- yeah Tampa Austin See, we talked about this before the show and uh, yeah your boy your boy's not paying any attention yeah yeah that's cool that's <laughs> all right no I, I feel valued as a teammate all right uh. <laughs> Tampa Bay versus Dallas, the instant rematch. Uh, Tampa Bay heads into Dallas. Dallas, uh, one and a half point favorite. Uh, it's a 36 and a half is the total. Uh, and Dallas is minus 200 on the money line. You can go ahead and you can lock me in Tampa Bay plus 160 on the money line. Ooh. Plus one and a half and the over. Listen, I... I've gotten, I've hit big money lines so far this season, just sticking to my sports gambling principle of a game that that's, that is that close. That's within two points. Uh, If I'm getting plus money on the dog, on the money line, I'm going to take a shot at the plus money every single time. So Mm -hmm. I'm going Tampa Bay for a, uh, even if it is on the back-to-back in Texas to finish the game, the year on a two game win streak. Holy fucking shit. Um, better, better win streak than half the teams that are probably going into the playoffs. But, um, I'm on the other end of it. I think Dallas should have won last week and they're in a (coughs) tough spot after playing Atlanta. They still played Tampa pretty well. I think Joe Richardson and company final home game. I think they'll show up. I got Dallas minus one and a half, but I also, people here don't have to tell me on this because I'm doing this solely out of entertainment. I'm actually going to go under the 36 and a half. I think okay. this is going to be some of the ugliest ultimate we've seen since last week and when they played each other. Um, That's, not that an game, unfair, that's not an unfair assumption. I, I, yeah. I mean, even last week, the total was 32. These are two of the worst offensive teams. These are two 
defenses that don't know what to do with the disc when it's in their hands. You could let them play seven on zero. They're going to find a way to turf the disc and turn it over to absolutely no one. Uh, I'm going under 36 and a half. I'm going Dallas minus one and a half. And uh, they're going to end the season on a one-game win streak and leave Detroit to be the only winless team. Um, And Detroit's going to finish the season with a 62-game losing streak, by the way. By the way, if they lose both these games, Detroit ends it. Ends the season, 62 straight losses from 2017. Fucking A. What other team, what other professional team can you think of that has a 62-game losing streak? None. Zero. Yeah. They they have rules to prevent these sort of things from happening uh, in in other leagues. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you come up. It's not like you like a salary cap is really going to yeah. affect. I feel like so. Here's the deal. Like a lot of these teams this year have gone through brand changes. Carolina from mm-hmm. from Raleigh to Carolina. Dallas became the lesion from da- uh, Roughnecks. I think Mechanics next year need to change their brand from Mechanics with an X to Mechanics with a CHS. I like it. That simple. Just don't pretend like you're millennial texting. Spell out mechanics. You're going to get over a win next year if that's what you guys want to do for a rebrand. And don't you dare listen to jams with a Z while you're in the locker room getting ready for this game. We are going to take a quick break here on the Tilted Landshark podcast. When we come back, we got three marquee games. These have playoff implications. They are important games with important betting lines. We'll be right back with more Tilted Landshark podcast brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Listen, we've all been there. You need a little extra cash. You live paycheck to paycheck. But guess what? No big deal. No shame. Almost everyone in America lives paycheck to paycheck, and things come out of the blue. Car breaks down. Completely spaced on a holiday, and now you gotta buy a gift. It happens. You blew your budget. You aren't the first. You won't be the last. But the good thing is your buddy Dave is here to help you. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check needed, 
millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark Podcast. Here we are. The Grand Marquises. I'm sure this will carry on into the uh, playoffs, but this was our final Grand Marquis section for the regular season, 14 weeks. Let's go ahead. We're going to do this one first because we don't have a line yet. We will be waiting on a line. Uh, Indianapolis and Atlanta. Let's just go ahead. I think there's only way to look one to really look at this, and it's who you got, Indianapolis or Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I made a line. I think Atlanta's going to be favored in this game if a book – ever puts out a number um i believe i have atlanta minus three and a half in this actually i think atlanta on paper is the better team they're the ones who don't have to travel was it eight hours maybe by bus if they're actually going to make the drive indianapolis or i don't know if they're flying or not uh we know fletch isn't fletch is going to drive from birmingham pretty easy for him i think atlanta is going to get this dub i i think unfortunately indianapolis is going to have to rely on madison Losing to Chicago, which is a Friday night game. Madison-Chicago is on Friday night. Uh, I think we're going to talk about that one. Indy-Atlanta is on a Saturday night. So Indy may not even need this game. Uh, Regardless, I know they want to show it and win. I don't think they're going to be able to get it done, though, against this Atlanta team who, one, Indy kind of struggles split-wise offensively outside. Atlanta's grit defense that we talked about is notorious for slowing a game down. Um, if we ever see totals up in the forties, I'm going to hammer the under on that one too. So this is how I'm going to approach it. If we do get, get the line, if Austin gets the win against Tampa, which I believe that they will Friday night. Uh, I mean, you've got the hustle basically. I mean, they, they watch and then they play the next day. They they will know their, their playoff fate. Yeah. Um, if which, Tampa I mean, Bay, if, if Austin, uh, which I feel like they should, but nothing is guaranteed. If Austin gets that win, then you can, and we get uh, Indianapolis, uh, you know, plus money on the money line. Go ahead and lock me in on Indianapolis. Go ahead and lock me in on Indianapolis. Um, Atlanta's they've showed some life. They've scored some points. They haven't done it against anybody recently really and i say anybody as anybody in in the division anybody with the with the winning record like they mm-hmm. yeah they put up tw- they put up 27 they put up you know a good amount of points against i think dallas the, the week before that and they've kind of snapped out of their scoring funk but now they act they have to play again a actual ultimate team and they might have yeah. had their their hopes dashed less than 24 <laughs> hours before so go ahead and give me uh give me give me indianapolis there and yeah. i think they win it just straight up I think to piggyback on that, too, I mean, the game may not even mean anything because by Friday night, we'll know the Austin game, we'll know the Madison game. But I think Indy is actually a little more battle. I I know I said Atlanta, uh, but I think Indy is actually a little more battle-tested than Atlanta is because although Atlanta had to play Carolina and Austin, their split with Austin, their loss against Austin was an atrocious road trip. They looked terrible all weekend. And then... They went 0-3 against Carolina. Yeah, they put up a fight, but I, whoever really thought they were going to win those games. 
Right. Meanwhile, Indy has played close games against Chicago. They've played close games against Madison. They've got a W over Madison. They've played Minnesota, Chicago, Madison um, six times overall already. So they've, they're kind of battle-tested and know what's, what it's like to play a high-level team, know what it's going to take to keep a game close to keep themselves in it. So, yeah, I could kind of piggyback Atlanta – getting this dub, um, especially if they have to go into like emergency mode and see Madison beat up on Chicago. So it'll be an interesting game. We'll see how it plays out. Okay, so let's move on next to our, our other Grand Marquis, but we're going to go – we're going to move out of the south and go into the central because this is a game that uh, actually has a lot riding on the result of this game, Indianapolis and Atlanta, and that's Chicago and Madison. Uh, you know, if Indianapolis loses, they can still get in with a Madison loss. Uh, if Madison, you know, if Indianapolis loses and Madison wins, then it's, you know, better luck next season for the Alley Cats. Uh, mm-hmm. Madison is a three and a half point dog total set at 42 and a half. Chicago has to come to Madison. Madison, I mean, should be, uh, that's a, as good of an ultimate community as everyone says that place yeah. should be, should absolutely be rocking. They're going to show game. out. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's, this is a this is actually I feels like an emotional game that I actually don't want to touch, but since it's a grand marquee, I will. Zach, what are you doing? Yeah, um, I think what's gonna happen is the fans of Madison, they're gonna show up with their hands full of playing cards or trading cards, whatever they handed out, Madison Radicals. Uh the crowd's gonna be electric. They know the playoffs are on the line. Even though they can't control their own destiny, they have a rival in Chicago coming in. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game. I think Madison's offense is going to click this game. The weather looks perfect. It's Friday night ultimate under the lights. Uh, I'm digging the over 42 and a half in this. I think, one, Chicago's defense has been struggling the last few weeks. We haven't seen them getting blocks like they typically get. And I think Madison's offense is on the up and up. I think they're seeing more of a team identity. So over 42 and a half, I think, is a great bet. I'm also going to go Madison plus three and a half. I think they're going to keep this close all the way to the end of the fourth quarter, where I think maybe Chicago pulls away by a break or two and ends up winning. But I do like Madison plus three and a half here. So I think the timing of this game is is ultra important uh, to how I'm going to, to gamble on it. And that's because uh, Chicago-Madison is Friday night. Uh, and then you have indianapolis atlanta the next day Mm -hmm. madison's future is is in their hands it is absolutely in their hands chicago has absolutely nothing to play for in this game they're locked up they're good they won the central they're yeah it's taken care of madison plus three and a half over 42 and a half madison plus 285 on the he's doing it you are a risque man right now this week. They're, they're going to be the different baticles. They're going to be like the like the good bad baticles. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, that was badical uh, sort of thing. <laughs> I got it. I'm on board with that one. I got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You get it? Do you get it though? Do you get it? I, it's yeah. Process and everything. That's fantastic. All right. So before we move on, <laughs> uh, but did you get it? Did you seriously? Did you get? You got it? I think I got that one. Like, okay. okay so cool. From what I understand is I got it. Okay. All right. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure you got it. All right. Moving on. Uh, last of our grand marquee games. Uh, Tampa, 
it heads to Austin. Austin, the big eight and a half point favorite. Uh, total set at 39 and a half. Listen, I, I actually, I, I DM'd with a friend of the show, Coach Steven Naji uh, today, and he says that they are ultra focused, no points off. And after talking to, to Coach last weekend, like, I, he had me believing. Like, I, I think he will have this team absolutely just ready to roll. I think the cover, it's a huge number, and I typically, I've gone after Tampa Bay in these huge numbers, but I'm, I think I'm going Austin minus, uh, minus the eight and a half. And, uh, yeah, I, I think they, they just uh, put up a ton of points. So I'm going to take the over 39 and a half here. I, uh, I was going to be on Tampa plus eight and a half. But after listening to you and had that talk with Coach Najee, I, there's no reason not to doubt him. I fully believe he's got these guys locked in. They don't want any funny business. Um, somehow he's got a bunch of young cats playing some good ultimate right now. Yep. Uh, Tampa is focused on the game they think they can win, and that's against Dallas. So, yeah, I'm going to go Austin minus eight and a half. Why not? I don't typically like big numbers, but we like Austin. So let's go with it. I want to point out that I did reach out to coach Steven Najee to get any sort of like inside information on the, on the gambling or anything. I literally mostly reached out to him to get free Austin soul merch. Um, that, he offered, that was, so. yeah, he was, he, he offered, but I was making sure, make sure he follows through on it. Um, <laughs> uh, so that is it. Those are our grand marquee games. That is the week 14 lineup. We got high drama. It's high drama and it's all kind of interconnected together we got three games that just all of them depend on each other this is going mm-hmm. to be excited i mean i mean saratoga's running normally i would be focusing on the horses but uh i got i got a, a team of stallions that i plan on focusing in on this week and it's audl action you'd be a fool not to tune in for some of these games mm. the weekend's for ultimate man this is it 12 game slate one of the bigger slates you're gonna get i'm excited uh i get the weekend off from ultimate Get to relax. Going to be opening up my laptop, watch some AEDL TV, and follow these bets. I'm looking forward to it. So, I I had the this happened to me a lot when I was playing club and going to a lot of tournaments. You know, it felt like you were out of town almost every single weekend going to a yeah. tournament. What do you, do you like? Do you feel like you should be like somewhere else doing something whenever you do have these weekends at home? Um, it sucks because when I actually have a weekend at home, I know that this is a weekend to get shit done around the house but i'm yeah. not traveling not running around playing ultimate so i just kind of like want to sit there sleep in sit on the couch um and like watch movies baseball do something outside of actually do some work uh so they get very unproductive when i don't have any ultimate going on nice well yeah that is you know zach's gonna do some some things around the house uh, who knows? He might be fixing things with a hammer or you're nothing. We are out. See you next week. When we talk playoffs, we'll be back next week. In the podcast brought to you by the sports game podcast. Network.